0: Hello and welcome to Equine Voices Podcast. My name is Ronnie, an intuitive equine communicator. I hope you enjoy this episode and thank you for listening. Hello and welcome to Equine Voices. My name is Ronnie and I'm your host for today's interview. I am so, so excited to have April Love on from Holistic Horseworks. April has been in my awareness for, for quite a few years and I followed her on YouTube and Facebook. So I'm so excited to actually get to chat to her. And I was so surprised when she said yes, because she's such a busy lady. It's morning where she is. I think it's 8.30 in Hawaii today. So I'm even more grateful that she's doing this chat together. April is well known for a horse site, which is holistic horse Horseworks. She's well known for the term unwinding the whole horse for so the body, mind, heart and soul. She's a certified instructor for the Ting Therapy, Osteopathy, deep myofascial muscular and skeletal release, certified instructor for quantum relief for horses and humans. And she doesn't just work with horses, she works with humans and other animals too. There's a whole list there, but I'm going to bring April in so she can say hello and introduce herself for those that may not know who she is. Welcome, April. Thank you so much for joining me. Would you like to introduce yourself in your words?
1: Good morning, Ronnie. Thank you for
0: having me on your
1: show. I've been studying horses and everything all my life. And when I was doing 50 mile cross country endurance rides with my horses, there was always things coming up. And the Western medicine professionals couldn't answer all my questions. So I went searching and searching. And after decades of classes, just bringing it all together and teaching this to people at home with no equine anatomy experience, what's really going on with their horse and empowering horse owners has been my passion to help their own horses at home instead of waiting for a professional to come with a very hefty price tag as well. So I really enjoy empowering people globally.
0: Perfect. I've already mentioned some of your skills. Would you like to go into a little more detail? Anything particular that you like to talk about? Well, all the
1: classes that I took that involved traveling, you know, 10 days, $2,000 and here and there, everybody was missing a piece. I'm like, okay, well, you're working on the body or the acupressure, but the hooves are out of balance. And, you know, you're working on, you know, a whole equine sports anatomy course. Well, great. You're unwinding the tight muscles, but why are the muscles tight? You know, why is this repetitive pattern coming back? Why do I still have high-low syndrome in the front hooves? Why is my horse intermittently lame and nobody can find it? So I just kept taking another class and another class. And then you learn about cranial sacral and the head and the balance of the whole body. So I teach that we look at the horse from teeth and nose to tail and from the hoofs and up to withers. So if you have a sport or performance horse and you pick up that foot and the frog is off center and your coffin bones off center, we teach what to do higher up in the body to get the whole horse back in balance. And my program is about longevity, how to keep your horse healthy, sound, and rideable through their 30s. And people go, 30s? It's like they're done at 22, 23, only because they have premature arthritic conditions from the body not working correctly. So, you know, when you put that saddle pad on your horse or you're grooming them, and they're pinning their ears and swishing their tail and, you know, flicking their skin, it's a sign that something's not right. It's not just a horse woke up and is having a bad day and say, oh, I just want to piss off my owner and not do right lead canner today. So I teach people these are all little signs. and the program that we do, it's just step by step from nose all the way to tail. You work through everything and you'll find all these issues. But the best thing is when you've done that, your horse starts looking at you and they start sniffing your hands like you have magic hands. And then they just start presenting different areas of their body. Okay, could you fix here now? Could you fix there now? So you're now like, not just like part of their herd grooming, but the eyes just go deep and clear and they start looking at you and you have a whole new bond with your horse. And my clients would say, I wish my horses would run to the fence when they saw my car like they do with your car. So I developed that horse yoga five-step program. So the owners who don't know about anatomy or how to fix things can at least get in there every day and stretch them and they notice the horse's whole attitude changes. So it's, how do you give that to people at home? And that's my passion.
0: And that's lovely because you're creating awareness. People have busy lives and sometimes you're limited with the time that you are allocated. In the UK, a lot of horses, especially in winter, they have to be in stalls for winter and they go out for a few hours. And you're limited on what you can do. Summertime's always something that everybody looks forward to because they can spend more daylight hours, they can spend more time in the evening and do those things so what you're offering is another way of connecting to the horse and opening the awareness a little bit more so they can see things and the horses know that they're paying attention. Even if they don't get it right, they know that you're paying attention, you're trying.
1: One of my sayings is the worst thing that you can do is not try anything.
0: Yes, absolutely. Was it your intuition that's Set you more onto observing. How did that work out? So you realize that nothing's connected. There was all these different modules, but it didn't quite connect. How did you start that process? So my favorite horse he was a white Arab gelding, Tiki. I used to
1: retrain horses like Arabs from the racetrack, and people would always send me problem horses and. The other trainers would quote them two or three months, and I'd look at them. And any horse that came into my training program immediately got body work, and we did the equine dentistry, and we balanced the feet. But I was paying other people to do all of that. And in 30 days, when they came to pick up their horse, they're like, "That's not my horse. You unzipped the color of my horse and you put it on one of your nice horses." I said, "No, we just took them out of pain in the body and the spirit and." you know, doing all the body work and balancing their teeth and doing some cranial work. So every time I would take a class, I would bring it back to my white horse and kind of see what it was he liked in that class and how it flowed. And I teach the advanced applied kinesiology muscle testing. So you can ask your horse, you know, do you want like cranial sacral class I took said, you have to do that first before you do the body work. And I'm like, but your atlas is in one direction. Your axis is in the other, pinching the dural tube, going all the way to the hind end. So you don't have any energy, you know, coming back to the hind end and the sacrum. So no, the body's telling me that you really need to have the structure and alignment for cranial sacral to come on better. And the Ting point therapy class I took, I said, well, yeah, these meridians are cold because you have side bone under them you know, the excess calcification and your feet isn't round. And horses will actually jam a part of their hoof trying to stimulate heart or stomach meridian or triple hydro or pericardium. So all of that balance is really important. But if you have high low syndrome and first rib misalignment, you're going to have four hooves out of balance. So your ting point therapy isn't really going to work until the hooves are in balance. So It kept saying, you know, well, great, that's a class, but that doesn't work until you do this step first. So my horse was very intuitive. He'd always tell me what he liked, what he didn't like. And I actually just kept taking the classes for him. So when you... Haul your horse out, and you paid a hundred dollars or whatever for the event that you're going to for the weekend, and you took time off, and you're spending five, six, eight you know dollars for a gallon or four liters of petrol to go somewhere and camp and done all these things, and you take off trotting fifty miles on marked courses, and your horse keeps getting pulled at mile twenty five or thirty, and the vets can't tell you what it is. And and they're just like, well, give it some butte, some time off, and hopefully it'll go away. Or give me $600 and we can nerve block it and tell you what it's not. And that just never worked for me. I was always that why child. You know, why is my horse lame? What did it start? What do I need to go home and work on? And then I would have the horse chiropractor out every month. And I'm like, okay, you're writing all these things on the sheet. I don't understand any of those, but I'd like to know how my horse got that way and what I need to do so it doesn't happen because you're marking the same thing. So there's a repetitive pattern. Oh, I don't know. You know, I'll be back next month. I'm like, okay, that's still not working for me. (laughs) And my little horse had so much heart. He was off the racetrack. So he had past injuries that I didn't know about, especially deep in the groin. And I had to learn everything just for him because. He was my spirit horse. He was just so happy, perky little ears. Everybody loved him. All the other horses loved him. He was a joy to ride. He was only like 14.3. But by the time I started doing the multi-day rides, 100 miles in two days, or Death Valley, 400, 200 miles in four days, climbing up through lava rock and back down, you better know how to fix that horse because there's no horse trailer coming to get you. So I was the only person at the vet checks, checking the groin, checking the muscles, because one hamstring that's too tight is going to compensate somewhere else. If the right shoulder can't move correctly because the first rib is impinging that area, the left shoulder and the left hind is going to be working harder. I could watch horses trot out at the vet check and say, yeah, he's only going to make it about 60 miles because the right hip's back and drop." So the preventative program that I teach and checking your horse every time that you're there, the first initial session can be an hour of body work because we're undoing things from all the way back to like three months of age when the fold took a tumble and it wasn't corrected. And then it's like 90 seconds to five minutes every time you come in to check your horse and just do a little reminder adjustment a myofascial or positional release to bring them back to where they should be. And when you're looking at your horse tied at post or the trailer, if their four feet aren't standing square, both front side by side and both hind side by side with one foot cocked, you have something to work. So when I would do a big group presentation and we'd work on some horses, you'd look at five horses standing tied to the trailer, all square and beautiful. Yep, we worked on those. (laughs) And then we look at the other horses and one front hoof is in front of the other. Yep, you have something to go fix. And when they're standing like that all day long, you're going to have four hooves out of balance because of where the pressure is, where they're choosing to stand, where the blood flow is. And until you change how the body stands on the hoof, the farrier and trimmers can't do their job, but they're in the philosophy mindset, they can change everything up above by how they change the hoof, but not if you have bones stuck out of alignment and fascia too tight or old injury scar tissue that you need to move through so your intercostals or your sternum can move and breathe and your horse won't be base narrow and tight. So just every time Tiki would have a new issue, I'd go find another class to take you know, so what do I need to learn about this? The massage class didn't go into the deep groin. They only massage the outside of the legs. Well, what do you do about the other muscles on the inside? Oh, we don't go there. It might be dangerous for the students. Okay, I need to go find something about the groin and the SI and the gelding scars. And I found that in the level one and level two cranial classes. Wow, you can unwind the whole hind down with hardly any physical work. How amazing is that? So just, you know, having that horse that I learned it for and then people would say, oh, your horse is going along really well. Would you work on mine? Uh, sure. What do you charge? Uh, I don't know yet. <laughs> What's it worth to you? <laughs> so, every class I took, there was like $17,000 of the classes, but every class I took, my hourly rate would go up $5 an hour. And I had started at a, package deal of 70 for the horse, but some horses were problem horses or the owner was fussing and messing around with them. So then I went, okay, I'm going to do 70 an hour, not per horse. <laughs> and then I had more patience as a teacher while they're trying to settle their horse and everything. So it's just been a huge learning thing. And I'm so thankful that T.E. came into my life and he was so communicative and say, no, I don't want cranial sacral before you do my antlets and Stuff, So I don't list myself as an animal communicator. I do more as like a medical intuitive. I can scan the body for viral bacterial. We find Lyme, EPM in blood systems, dural tube in the brain. So, you know, what is Western medicine missing? The herbs and the plants and the intuition that we all used to go on before we had Western medicine making pills and shots and stuff. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. And I just love helping people and love answering questions. I made a video, what I see when I see a horse in two parts on my YouTube channel, just walking right up to them, writing a new book on what I see when I see a horse, because I can look at a horse in a stall and say, so what do you do? You do barrel racing? Okay, so you're probably taking two barrels to the right and one to the left because a horse can't get the right shoulder out and around to go around a left barrel. And they're like, how do you know that? by the muscling the stance and the feet or they're heavier on right rein or they're base narrow or they're girthy and the horse is just standing there but in 90 seconds I can give you a whole evaluation on the body by what you see in the head the coat the eyes the hoof and how they choose to stand and I teach all of that to
0: all of my clients (laughs) wonderful a hive of information Because it's the experience as well. I mean, you can read books and you can go out and practice, but it's the doing and getting the feel. Like you, April, you see a horse and you can tell a lot from just looking at the horse. I would disagree with one thing you said. You said you're not an animal communicator. There's different types. If you're reading a horse's body, you're communicating because you're communicating with what you see, you're communicating with what you feel and the energy that you're getting from that horse and from yourself. So you're communicating with you. That's been relayed from the horse's energy too. So you are an animal communicator.
1: <laughs> I am. When I get the emails, you know, my horse doesn't like the horse next door. What do I do? <laughs> I send them to Marta Williams because I'm more into the deeper issues of yeah. what's going on. And yeah. my regular clients know not to talk to me when I'm working on the horse because I get pictures and information and. All of that. I used to have horses pop in my head and I'd call the owner and I said, Dude's talking to me, he needs something. Oh yeah, well he fell down tied to a hitching rail, but we don't have any money. Call you next month. So that's kinda why I had to put the wall up of yeah. horses popping into and I just want to be that you know, I can tell you you're by the coat of the horse that he's copper deficient and probably high in parasites and I can show you how to check the teeth without pulling the tongue out to the side and Injuring the hyoid bone. And my whole course, level one home study and in person. It's like a hundred and fifty page workbook and a three-day class could be a 10 day class because I'd cram so much stuff in there. But I write it in a way of how I wanted to be educated. Every class I took, I go, what did I like in that class? What I didn't like in the class. They never sent the workbooks ahead of time because they didn't want you to share them, you know, if it was in an email and the ego is all about them. So you had to learn that you had to get rid of the ego. So my program is, if you push here and it hurts, this is how you fix it. You don't have to know what's under there. You're just going to push and palpate. And if this is sore, this is how you fix that. People go, I can do that. <laughs> when I do little clinics, I'll show how we lift all the ribs on one side and straighten out the spine. And I had an osteopath come to my Hawaii class and take level one, two, three in a row. and she goes. You just make it too easy. I beat up my body trying to get the releases that you're doing right now. And you have a 14-year-old girl and a 71-year-old woman in the class doing it as well. She's just like, your whole program is just too easy. It has to be harder than this. I go, well, if you want to keep thinking like that, go for it. But I try to make it really easy for people. If they get my home study program, I do distance readings. People can send in left and right side picture of their horse. And I give them a seven-page report. You need to release the atlas on the left, the first rib on the right, the elbows, ribs 10 through 12. To adjust the pelvis, you're going to push here and do that. And then my videos and workbook have pictures and show you the moves. So you don't have to say, okay, thoracic one is mediolaterally rotated. You know, like, huh? What? <laughs> if you push here and it hurts, this is how you fix it. And The daily yoga program can be done in two, three minutes if your horse has it correctly and people say, oh, well, I did it, but he didn't do it very well. Well, then you have a deeper glitch that we need to figure out because you've already got side bone and ring bone starting. So you're going to have arthritic knees and hocks and we need to get body loading the joints correctly and then you can have better balanced feet. But it's just really, really basic and I found that you couldn't go up to people and say, oh, your horse is in pain because they'd shut down. They couldn't deal with the, oh my God, I'm riding and kicking my horse because a trainer or professional said to crank his mouth, get a different bit, use more leg on him. And by the time you're doing all that, the horse has already told you three times that he can't do the move without physical pain in his body. So how do you educate people in a way that they don't have the guilt of, oh my God, you know, we were told in riding lessons, we need the horse in the stomach to tighten the girth. So he'd throw all the air out of his lungs. I'm like, really? (laughs) About all the things we did as kids. And I'm like, "Uh, I'm making up for it now. So in trying to educate people when they fall in the trailer or slip on the wash rack or went over backwards or the fold that, fell asleep next to the corral panels and woke up on the other side. There was some trauma happening to that foal and the struggle to get out from under the fence. But people say, oh, no, he's fine. And I'm like, yeah, no, he's not. So I have like 190 YouTube videos showing diagnostics and moves that you can do. I don't share the signature first rib move that you have to buy my DVDs for that. I don't know if we talked about this yet, but my horse won one book everything you wish you'd known before you got your first horse. I had designed this to be a book like, it's on your coffee table. And I found a great artist, like the white little Sirwell ponies. happy. Doesn't saddle make me look fat, you know? And I wanted it to be a coffee table or barn book that people say, oh, that's really cute. I'm going to look this up. And then they start going, Oh, huh? Yeah. huh? Yeah. Been there, done that, seen that. But they get the why of why the program is necessary and what all these little things do. And so my gift to the planet was that's a free ebook that you can download and you can share with people or you can get the cute paperback on Amazon and give it to someone as a gift that is having horse issues. Without saying your horse is sick, hurting, and whatever, because they're already feeling bad enough. They know something's not right with their horse. And then when you get the free ebook, it's horseacademy101.com. You can just share that. I'm into sharing. Everybody needs to know. When I pick up a writing publication or dressage magazine and the picture of the horse on the front cover, and you see all the wrinkles around his eyes and his ears are back and his looks is like this. I'm like, Oh my God. And they have that as a cover photo on a magazine <laughs> and I just see pain. Yeah. So when we get into cranial sacral and all of that, I can talk about bit, this and that. If anybody wants to ask questions about bit, head, teeth, why you don't want to use power tools? Happy to answer oh, questions okay. about that as well as I seem to be the only one talking about first rib misalignment starts everything in people and horses, not allowing our shoulders to move freely. So when I work on people, tendinitis, bursitis, carpal tunnel syndrome, frozen shoulder goes away because it's all first rib related. And if you guys don't know where that is, I do live Zoom trainings with people too. I haven't found a horse skeleton this great yet. First rib is all the way up here right under our collarbone and on my YouTube channel, I have a people section. You'll see how to release your own first rib. So when the first rib pops up, our collarbone can't move correctly and you're using your neck muscles, okay, to lift your shoulder. So then you start holding your body like this. Well, the same thing with the horses, the first rib misalignment starts and folds as early as three, four weeks. It's just running across the pasture, hitting a mud bog or gopher hole when that whole shoulder is just yanked down. Where you bring in your horse and he has no front shoe. we caught it with the hind shoe and you're like, why is that horse always pulling off that one front shoe? It's because that first rib is not allowing the shoulder to come through freely. So the hind is coming up and catching it. And we've been finding first rib misalignment on like 98% of all the horses that we're working on now. And I think that's a mineral deficiency from the hays and seeds and everything. So there's a lot going on in my class. And when people call me or email me, they're like, oh, my God, you answered right away. And it's my passion. You know, you tell me one thing the horse is doing and I can tell you everything that's wrong in the body and how you can fix it.
0: The passion comes across the screen and my cheeks are hurting from smiling and I want to take your course. Definitely passionate about what you do. It can be a, a bit overwhelming and I like the bit when you talked about not making your clients not feeling guilty because sometimes we know, but we don't know where to start. And if you've got only so much in a pot, so I'm not making excuses, but if you've got a pot, it's like, do I get the vet? Do I get the dentist? Who do I get? Although you have these people anyway, but where do I go? And they send you in circles and it's so, it's so difficult at times. So the fact that you have so many different attributes to what you share is lovely. And I know you have lots of free videos. So I know you're a big giver, but at the same time, you do have to earn, you know, you're here to spread the word of what you do and your knowledge which is brilliant but you are here to learn from that as well so
1: right but i also teach that so the majority of my clients by demographics and we do have nine certified instructors that i've trained so if i go somewhere three times like australia merisa is doing australia she went and opened up south africa in january and we've already been in new zealand and i've got two instructors in canada and Four in the U.S. and one in Belgium, one in Netherlands, one in Switzerland. And, of course, Jean Whitebread in the U.K., she was my first person. Oh, my goodness. She found me because she's been doing seven years of cranial studying and everything. And I was the only one talking about the first rib misalignment because it impinges a thoracic outlet. And on the left side of the body, it starts the horses that roar that need the tie back surgery. So I can always find the cause of what's going on in the horse's body. So we're helping people everywhere. And my instructors are the same. So if someone speaks French or Dutch or Spanish or German, I can send them to someone. And it's interesting to see when I did all the traveling, I was flying 50,000 miles a year and teaching before COVID. And so like in the UK, the horses where the hay can't dry and you've got the bales that wrapped up and it's a high sugar content. And they're also breathing and eating mold when they're eating out of those bales. And, you know, what's going on in the UK versus what's going on in Australia with horses. It's nice to have that feedback from all my instructors. Like, what are you seeing now? And what are you seeing now? And what are we doing about this? So in the education part, I have a, another website. It's a paid member site, HolisticHorseWorksClub.com. And a lot of my clients say they go there when the horse is sick or injured while they're waiting for the vet. Okay, so the second book that I wrote that's on Amazon is Horse 102, Holistic Alternatives. Four days ago, one of my regular clients here horse collect and trying to get it in the trailer at one o'clock in the morning. And she wrote a check for $7,000. and. She's like, everything went out of my head. She goes, I know it's all in the horse 102 book, everything I was supposed to do. I said, yeah, in the beginning of the horse 102 book, it says print a list and laminate it and have it at the barn because as soon as your horse is sick or injured, it's all going to go out. So it's nice that you have this and you have my um, club website to go to because most vets are going to be in emergency, four to 10 hours to come out. And what are you doing in that time? So I give people, you can use Digestin essential oil to get rid of gas in the stomach. And you can syringe warm salt water to get things going because Epsom salt on the side of the container says for constipation, put a teaspoon in warm water. So you can do that to the horse. So Salt water by osmosis pulls water from the other intestines to give you diarrhea. And when the horse is colicking, you want things moving. But the whole problem is once they get out of the colic and the vet says they're fine, I'm like, they're not fine. You need to find out what started it. You either have sand or enterolus or parasites or your horse isn't drinking enough. What caused that mysterious colic? So it's nice that I give people a resource. Okay, the vet's going to be five hours. I'm going to go down April's little list now. And two hours later, the horse is walking around or the wound isn't bleeding and it's all closed up because I use my magic recipe. And then they can call the vet and say, okay, I don't need you anymore. You're like, wow. So it's with my program, it's not an either or, Mm -hmm. but unfortunately, most people find me when they've been told to put the horse down, even at age five. Or I already spent 5000 with the vet. I only have 300 left. And I'm like, well, this is what we can do with your 300 And when you get a little bit more, we'll do a little bit more. But at least you have resources of where to go to when your horse is sick or something. And you'll find that most of the things that are in your medicine chest for your horse, you would throw out. Because Alcohol and iodine and everything to kill the germs and the infection kills the cells so they won't grow back well together and you'll have a lot of scar tissue and adhesions. And I've had vets come take my class and say, what do you mean you don't cold water hose the wound? I said, well, you don't use fresh water and surgery on people on the table. You use saline. Soon as you put fresh water to that open leg gas from kicking through the barbed wire fence, it's going to swell up three times. You're going to have yellow green pests because that's the body's response. They go, but the vet said to cold water hose the wound every day and the the leg is this bigger around the bandages are sticking. And they go, and your horse is kicking at you and not even wanting it. So it's getting to be dangerous because we're actually adding pain and inflammation to the wound with the cold water hosing. And I've had deep wounds like where the horse fell and I can see the knee bone and we're spurting blood all over and coyotes are yipping and I'm out there by myself. And so I just have all these little magic products. I want to show you this one. I would carry this dynamite liquid trace minerals in my fanny pack and you just keep putting the drops in the wound and the bleeding stops. I've had the horse's heel bulb cut open from another horse trotting too close. I've had a person on the trail what horse stepped on him in a gully, split the leg open you can see the bone and we put this in and she's like oh I don't even need to go to the hospital anymore so it's just a lot of common sense approaches of what we can do and in washing a leg wound I use tea tree oil and this and hot water with just a pack and the horse will start holding the leg out for you like mommy fix you know and you don't have all that pus and swelling and $20 $20 worth of bandaging going on the horse's leg every day, where you have to go down. There's no swelling. The wounds closing from the inside out with no infection. And that was $10. And you're like, really, it can be that simple. So you really want to get the Horse 102 book because those are all my little recipes. And that's on Amazon, even in the UK and globally. And I'm only an email away, April at holistichorseworks.com. I love answering questions. And I do do the distance readings. So you can send a picture of your horse and I can tell you everything that's wrong. And you can, with the home study, learn how to fix your horse yourself. And that's just
0: my passion. And what a gift to share. What a gift to share. Because if it's an emergency, you go into panic mode. And because it's normally the vet you go to, that's who you go to. But if you've got information, and that was a good tip actually, what you said laminating it and sticking it on your door so it's there. And that's definitely a good tip. These little things can make a huge difference. Would you like to show us your skull again, April? So when you go to a horse, now I know you do kinesiology and it's so funny. I was watching a little video, you sent me some links and I was watching them and I'd forgotten all about kinesiology and muscle testing because I, I do that. And a friend has done that with me. And I was chatting to a friend last night online and we was doing it for for asking some questions about things. And I forgot how good it is and how quick it is. But you do that as well, don't you? If you'd like to explain a little bit more about what you're looking for.
1: Yeah, I wanted to say one quick thing about kinesiology is you will be blocked by your heart animal. So... My friend that had taken all my courses would come over and say, Jester has a toothache and Tiki has something else. So our horses know that we're busy and stressed and they will kind of say, well, I don't really want to tell mom about my issues today. So mm. I tell people, go train a 12 or 14 year old how to do it because they don't have all the baggage that it's not possible and it can't be that easy. Right. Right. And then they say, oh, mama, the knee hurts and he wants that bottle, whatever that is over there. And they're like, wow, that really worked. Yeah, it it just blows me away how, you know, I sprayed that stuff and you're right, an abscess popped out. I said, well, all I got was that there was pain on the outside of the hoof and they needed that release spray. And two days later, the gravel or whatever was causing the abscess popped out of the top of the coronary band. And now my horse is sounding. I'm like, cool, thanks for sharing. Or... At least five clients have reported back that their horse was scheduled for surgery, uveitis, to remove the eye, and anything with an itis is just inflammation. And I said, well, yeah, but let's look at your horse's head. You know, this is actually a skull that I got off of eBay, but they actually did a cast of a real skull, which is great. Unfortunately, they had filed all this off, so I can't show you the occiput. But when I go up to the horse, one of the first things I'll do is just, does the skin even move on the head? You know, so right between the eyes, you're not pushing hard. You're just kind of, you know, Linda Tellington, like little circles and nothing's moving. So there's no blood and oxygen getting between the height and the skull bones. And that's almost like us, you know, kind of going like (laughs) this, you know, and. So I look at that, and then I um, tell people with the halter on or whatever, look at where those cheekbones are, and you'll see that one's higher, even on this skull that's a replica. And when you look at the eye socket near lacrimal bone, you'll see that one's a little bit higher and off center. They're not even like placed the same. So, when you learn that an adult horse has like twenty six different cranial bones and When they're tied with a halter as a young foal, they pull back, they put their head through a fence, anything, especially when they're young and all of these sutures are so soft, they jam. And then wherever you're jamming, just like with um, side bone and ring bone, wherever you have heat, the body's going to send calcium to heat to lock it down. So then you start getting these are all locked down. And the lacrimal bone that shifted is the one that will be the one that's always weeping you know you have the horse that always has that yes. one weak eye yes. well when we work that horse the eye starts throbbing when the blood's going because the whole orbit of the eye has shifted and it compresses the nerve to the back of the eye so the eye's throbbing and that's your horse that's dropping the head to rub on the leg when you're riding them you're like could you keep your head up this is really irritating they stop at the trot and rub their head you know and but what they're doing out in the pasture as well is always rubbing and banging that eye. So then it'll get inflamed and the vets will give steroids for the eye to take down the inflammation in a pointy metal tube. And then you're fighting with the horse with the pointy metal tube trying to put the medicine in and the owner's usually doing more damage with the pointy metal tube than originally was there. And steroids is never going to make anything healthier, right? So then they remove the eye. And I just walk up and I go, well, your whole horse's head is crooked, kind of like a Van Gogh painting, and I just need to fix that. I'm kind of like, it's all tumblers in the safe. You turn this one, that one's going to go. You turn this one, that one's going to go. And so we just use a dynamite release spray and did the cranial. My level three, we actually do manual manipulations and remove the bones. And the owners reported back that, the vet said he must have misdiagnosed it because uveitis never gets better and he no longer has it and they no longer need to remove the eye. And I'm like, cool, thanks for the feedback. All I saw was like a crooked horse and I needed to fix those things. And it's the feedback that I get from the owners and the excitement, you know, the side bone and the ring bone's gone and no more uveitis. And, oh, yeah, we sold that horse really cheap because he had a club foot. I said, well, he didn't have a club foot. He had high-low syndrome. And that's because the first rib was misaligned on that side and we changed that. Now the trimmer or farrier can cut more hoofs and balance out the heels. And so I'm always like, well, you see that, but I see this, 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 and this. And then I try to get people to find equine dentists, which is not the normal veterinarian because it's $25,000 of schooling on how to do like individual teeth. And there's actually books on what each teeth um can mean to the horse even up to like hind end leg lameness Mm. and the reason i like this skull is you can actually see the curve of the jaw but yet they'll put in a straight metal file when you actually are supposed to be doing it to this curve yeah and I couldn't believe that I paid eight hundred and fifty dollars for a vet to come out, sedate my horse, put it in a thing, crank his mouth open for 30 minutes and smoke was coming out of his mouth from the teeth. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I just stood there in horror going, OK, she started. I can't stop or half his mouth is done. And then I said, OK, can you put vanamine in him? Because I'm sure he's got a lot of pain from his mouth being cranked open. She gave him a bit even though I told her that I didn't ride with a bit. He was 15 at the time. She'd taken all his teeth almost down to the gums. And it took four years for them to start erupting up and growing out again. Wow. And I was like, wow, I paid eight hundred fifty dollars for that lesson. And so the damage to the horses comes when they pull back when tied especially the knotted rope halters. So we're seeing more health issues, metabolic, Cushing, insulin resistance, because the knotted rope halters came out. So 25 years ago, we had the flat web halter with the cheap rope with the snap, and when the horse pulled, they ran away. So less damage was done to the horse. And now that we have the knotted rope halters and the patient's poles, where nothing gives more damage is being done to the horse. You know, thin, hard rope is like made for climbing cliffs. And when they pull back, it locks up here on the back of the occiput and it does damage to the nuchal ligament. So your horse won't be able to get up on the bit. And then this should be higher. They had grounded off for but So the rope slides up over here and it locks. And then all of these get compressed down. And if most of you have seen a horse that can't get away they'll struggle. And if they can't get away, they almost sit down, but then they lean to one side. So they're actually dropping all the cranial bones on one side. And you'll see that the sutures go up the middle. So it should be going all the way up here as well. But that's the eye and the TMJ. So you'll (laughs) see other practitioners that say, oh yeah, we do TMJ releases. Well, You don't pull the bone up that's connected to the ear. You're not getting the gap in the joint. As soon as your horse can't chew this way, sideways, they start chewing up and down. That creates the hooks and waves needing the dental floating. So when you go up and you are evaluating your horse and we're looking at the cheeks and we're looking at the eyes and we're looking that no skin moves on the head. When you go up to the forehead under the mane, you'll see big muscles up here. And you only see that on the horses that have had severe pullback and jammed all this down and forward and they're compressing their TMJ joint and they're chewing up and down and the hooks and waves and then the mass ester, the jaw muscles will start to um, get a hollowed out look because they're not chewing sideways. When I did a interview yesterday and I was showing the inside of the horse's teeth, you can see a whole <laughs> lot of areas here that He's not masticating his food well. When I did the head dissection cranial class, it was on a 25-year-old chestnut mare that had been put down that had never had its teeth done in its life. Had sharp teeth and gingivitis and the teeth were loose, but the scarring and pieces that were missing on the side of her tongue and the side of her cheek from chewing on her own cheek and tongue just to be able to eat. And that would be your hard keeper horse. Oh, let's just give her alfalfa and sweet food and put weight on her. She's just a broodmare. It doesn't matter. Well, it does matter because you're going to have the mysterious colic. They're not masticating their food. And so that's why we looked at the whole thing. Well, you're not looking at the teeth and you're not looking at. I had a regular client. We had her horse going really well. She's the one that the clubfoot went away. And, um, she'd been gone for two years and she came back to the area and wanted to do the 100 mile Tevis race in Auburn, California, which is like 14,000 feet of total downhill. And you have to trot a bunch of that 100 miles in a day. And I picked up her horse's front foot and the whole frog was off center, which means the whole coffin bone's off center. So when you have your frog, you should do like a straight stick and go all the way through. You should have just as much hoof on this side as you do on the other side. I said, I know you love your horses and I know you're going to be really upset, but I wouldn't do Tevis on them this year. Because she was always top tenning and getting best condition and she's like, okay, I'm going to listen to you. 14,000 feet of total downhill trot on hooves like this is going to do some serious damage. So people like that I actually do look at the whole horse, the eyes, the vision, the jaws, the chewing, the neck, back, the butt, the hooves. And it's overwhelming you just do little bits. I tell people when they get my home study program, don't read the whole book. Don't watch the whole video. You're going to go, oh, my God, I can't even get started. I said, pick two things and go out and do them. And if you have more than one horse, do it on every horse, because by repetition, you'll get good. We do bladder meridian sweeps. We release defense posture, fight or flight. We do Dr. Bradley Nelson, emotion coding. A lot of horses won't settle. Until we do that first, so I blend so many different modalities. I just say, go do what you can. It's better than nothing.
0: What's the emotional coding? I know a little. Bit, I don't know if it's the same thing. Can you explain a little bit more about that?
1: Yeah. So Dr. Bradley Nelson, I took a class in that as well. Emotion code, and most horses have between five to fifteen trapped emotions, and most people between. 40 to like a 100. They're just things that happened in our life that we didn't quite resolve. So it settles in the body. So like grief is lungs, you know, and angers liver and fears kidneys. If you have a really frightful horse, need to also look at the kidney meridian, but we can clear that trapped emotion. So COPD horses and horses with breathing issues, we check lung meridian. So all of the front hoof meridians is about breathing and regulating body temperature and digesting food for power and the hind feet are processing and eliminating. So if you say a horse has a breathing issue, we're going to do first rib, cranial, going to look at the throat, we're going to look at the lungs, we're going to look at the ribs and everything can improve somehow even if it doesn't get a hundred percent better. But at least it's a way to look at the whole thing and when I took the course and I used my kinesiology, okay, how many trapped emotions do I have? 242. Are you kidding me? (laughs) And you really can only do about three emotions a day, or you can have like a healing crisis. One of my students said, oh yeah, I did that, you know, and I got hives from head to toe. I said, did you ask how many you should release in a day? No, I just started pulling them off. So you had a healing crisis. So it's really important we ask how much can the person take in a day? How much can the horse take in a day? We do the trapped emotions. We do detoxing with zeolites to get all the mercury, the thimerosal and all the vaccines, which is a preservative and carrier. You know, warmers, the chemical warmers are toxins and poisons and stress your liver and kidneys. And when your liver and kidneys are stressed, you can't assimilate your nutrition. So I won't get into the owner's nutrition program until we detox the horse so they can get more out of all of that. So um, I've had people with the emotion code. Oh, you know, my husband, we're getting a divorce. She's crying in my class trying to work on a horse. And I said, you know, you have to emotion code him. I don't want to, he's being a B-U-T-T hit, you know? And I said, yeah, but the kids are going to get it. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm going to start. 30 days later, amicable divorce. She says, oh my God, just changing it. So I teach you should buy that book, Dr. Bradley Nelson, Emotion Code, do your pets, do everybody around you. The whole energy in the house changes, but especially with the horses and the defense posture. So horses, when they used to get in a... Scramble, hooked up in a fence, you know, something where they thought they were going to die and they got away. They could run until they got that out of their system. They could process it. But in modern day society, we have to keep them in such small boxes when, you know, they roll in the stall and they get cast. They can't go run to get it like out of their system. So it's trapped in their body. So those are all the things we look at with the spirit and emotional part of the body If the horse is holding in emotions, those are the ones that seem to get the ulcers. Or you have the barn that feeds at 8 a.m. and 4 p.m. and you want to tack up and ride it at 3.30 p.m. when that horse is already on an empty stomach anticipating things and stressed and doesn't want to be in the arena and they get a sour stomach. So even the horses diagnosed with ulcers, we do the emotion coding and we do the trace mineral drops and we do diatomaceous earth or a green clay or a miracle clay to settle the gut and also hang like a hay net. So there's always something that we can do to make it better. And that's why I just have all this
0: information out there. Wow. That's a lot of information. A lot of it is common sense. So if you replace that with a human... That's exactly what we do to our bodies. We do things when we should be resting. We don't eat when we're hungry. Sometimes, depending on where you are, you can't go to the bathroom to do what you need to do then. So all these things are against your body, what you should be doing naturally. We've got away from that. But that causes, without anything else, that causes stress on your body and causes other issues, which you well know. I mean, really enjoying this conversation. It's fascinating, absolutely fascinating. So in my
1: in-person classes, it used to only be about the horses because I just said I only work on (laughs) four-leggeds, you know, the two-legged. Yeah, you know, I was like that horse spirit. And my clients are predominantly women over 50, have the intuition, know something's not right with their horse, not sure what to do, hate being on a smartphone but they were having so many issues in their body. They're like, I'm just here to fix my horse. I said, but once you learn this, you have to help all your friends. They go, I can't, I can't even raise my arms. So it's like, oh my God, I got to start working on the 2 leggeds." So all of my program incorporates it first into the students. So you feel it in your body. We emotion code ourselves. We detox ourselves. We do bladder meridian sweeps on ourselves. So once you feel that in your body and you are thriving, you're like, oh my God, is this what my horse would feel like if I did it for him? So yeah, I had to get past that didn't want to work on people thing. So yeah, the first half of the class in the morning is all about us and our lives. And one of my students had been working with a naturopath for years and spent like $7,000 trying to get rid of parasites and pinworms and everything in her body. And I said, So did your naturopath ask what it was that you do for a living? No. What do you do? I work on horses at Amish barn. So dirty feet, touching phones, steering wheel, rubbing eye, eating sandwiches with those hands. She goes, (laughs) yeah. Oh, I said, so nobody's looking at how does that start? Let's just keep giving you these things to get rid of it. And I teach with doTERRA essential oils, and she had muscle tested for seven drops of oregano. That's what we do for natural parasite cleansing. I would have done four, but so she did seven drops of oregano. And when we went out to the barn to work on horses, she disappeared. And so I went looking for her, found her in the bathroom, knocked. She's laughing. She's going, oh, my God, I have so many dead parasites coming out both ends of my body. And one day you've told me where I keep getting affected. Seven drops of oregano, they are leaving my body. She says, I don't even feel sick. And she was just laughing and she was back in the class. So I said, when I teach advanced applied kinesiology, you need to ask the whole question. How many drops of oregano oil can I take to get rid of parasites and still stay in April's class today? Would have been like three drops. So it's always how much can we take it to the limit and the healing and still do our daily life? You know, what's one thing I could do? Tap my K27s. What's one thing I could do to better
0: my life today is how I start teaching. It was good that she shared that with you. Well, she didn't have a choice because you went knocking on the toilet door. So she had to share that with you. Well, I had
1: another student, a heavier girl, do it that night. And she says, Yeah, I know I didn't eat rice. But she said, I did that. I'm not craving bagels, yeast, all of those foods today like I usually do because I teach the lazy man's way to better health. And through the oregano drops in a gel cap because they're really hot and then you eat a little bit of food, it just goes down. And when it dissolves, it just kills yeast, candida, and parasites. Everyone's like, really? I didn't have to drink cod liver oil and all that other stuff? And But she said, my tummy's flatter and my thighs aren't rubbing. You know, just getting rid of the yeast and candida. And I see that AUD is like I'm in the UK and she wants to go to the States and train with me. I do have a class in Oregon next month. It's the only one I'm flying off for. But Jean Whitebread is my UK instructor, equinereconnect.co.uk. And she has been with me the longest. She's been teaching with me since 2010 or 11. So... If you're in the UK, have her come work on your horse. You can email me for her info. If you go to my website, holistichorseworks.com, on the homepage, it has a scrolling banner of all the certified instructors. And if you click on it for your country, wherever you're at, you can see their contact information. And then they're happy
0: to help you like I am. She's a lovely lady I can vouch because I did, I think it was a weekend course, and she was lovely, such a lovely lady, very humble, just lovely so I can vouch for her. I'm just reading this out for the benefit of the audio afterwards. April is so amazing. Her ethic and knowledge and her big heart is so appreciated. I've learned so much and use it daily and share it as much as possible. What a blessing she is. Thank you, April. So that's really nice. Make
1: my day. And sometimes it's, I, you know, I didn't make any money off of them, but if they're telling all their friends and sharing my knowledge, there's Fewer horses suffering in silence. So you have to let go of the ego and yes, charge for things that you do do. But Mm -hmm. everyone's like, I bought your home study program and I can ask you a question at any time. Really? (laughs) It's not going to be $30. And I started doing live Zoom training. So you can be working on your horse in the barn and I'll say you're using the wrong fingers. You too much pressure. You missed it. You didn't quite get it. Slow down like I said, I haven't found a horse skeleton like this one, but I'll, you know, say this is how we lift the ribs. You just kind of roll them like that. And this hip is the one that's back and drop. So you're going to put your hand here and you're going to push down and and I have a lot of amazing testimonials from people that just, oh my God, I got all the techniques right in one hour. It was just nice to get that and all the courses I took, there was no follow-up. If you wanted to be listed on their website, it was $360 a year. Or if you didn't remember it, they want you to pay to take the class again. And I'm like, where's that follow-up support? You know, people are like, I need help and I'm happy to share your information and pay you in future, but I need help now, which is why I say to like, get these and get that laminated list. The list says always have banamine in the fridge. If the vet comes out for another horse, you know, buy a new one so it's not expired. It has a whole list of everything you should have in your fanny pack on the trail for bleeding on the trail and stuff and what to do when your horse is colicking while you're waiting for the vet and, you know.
0: And all that information will be on your website anyway, so there won't be a problem with people being able to contact you. Okay, so we've got Stacy. I've known April since 2008. She's awesome.
1: She was one of my first clients, and I learned how sensitive a two year old could be when I had worked on Cooper for her. I definitely remember her. They're my friends in Beckaville. And she had gotten an older surbread for a husband named Dude because he was safe. They got him off a say, rescue horse yard. And he could barely trot in a straight line and he had goopy eyes. They were medicating and we just kept working on him. We kept working on him. And then her husband, I'm working on him one day and he was really funny. He really liked the deep drawing work. He back me in the corner of the stall and just lift the hind leg like a dog being and say, would you get up in there again, please? And I get the picture of the horse like jumping things. And I said, what are you doing with this horse now? He's like 25 or something. Oh, we're doing Jim Cannon. we were getting like all blue ribbons because an older horse knows what to do. They just can't. We worked through all the issues and he had a whole following and, you know, the husband was just so proud and they did my yoga. So, yeah, it's really fun to have those clients that believe in you and follow your program. And they're like, I work on Jim Canna (laughs) Grandpa. Oh,
0: that's so nice. Okay. So Stacy, she said, yes, 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 April changed our horses. I was going to say, if you could give one piece of advice, what would you give? But actually, you've just given loads of advice. So it's not about feeling guilty and thinking, oh, what have I done for my horse? If I'd known this earlier, it's about the day. So what's the thing that you would advise somebody just to start them if they're a bit overwhelmed? Just the 101 book where it
1: says how they actually got to be that way. So you recognize the start of it, knowing that all horses have first rid misalignment just from winter pastures or a tumble in the pasture and that you need to learn how to address that. And so when we ask the yes, no kinesiology questions about the horse, we don't ask the horse because the horse has been trapped in a body out of balance for. 10-15 years doesn't even know what perfect true house feels like so you can't ask them what they need so in my program we just say can I work on you you get that permission and then even with people that are highly religious when I was teaching in Texas and oh we don't want to use a kinesiology I said you're just a stenographer for God and your heart horse is going to block you. Take a picture of it, print it off at home, and just do your yes-no questions. What does the horse need? Where does it have pain? I have on my YouTube channel how to get really good yeses and nos for people that are left brain um, accountants and stuff and computer whiz guys. It's really hard to go to the right side of the brain and, and do your intuition of what does this horse need? How much? How often? How many days? Um, but sometimes you need to go away from the horse and think about that because they are really trying to block their owners. And just knowing that going, God, I was just getting really iffy answers. But if I go ask my friend's horse that I know nothing about, I get really good, strong answers. And that's why. And I'll ask people if they ever watched that movie, Meet the Fockers. It was a really funny movie, you know, and I say, so that's doubt that you're not going to. Okay, so that's a little fucker that's on your shoulder and just knock them off and say, I can do it. And that was my third book. If I can do it, you can do it too. That's on Amazon and it has a little bit of the stuff from the workbooks of balancing your polarity and your fingers and just getting you started and learning that our doubt and our blocks come from trapped emotions and stuff in childhood of worthlessness or you're not good enough. and my first instructor said, oh, you're not sensitive enough to feel the energy in the horses. And I said, well, it's a good thing on that emotional code. I found I had 13 different cases of stubborn and being a redheaded Aries, I am going to find a way to do this for horses. I am going to find a way to teach it to other people that aren't sensitive enough to feel it as well. So it's a good thing I'm stubborn, you know, but I just teach all of that of going to the right side brain and the intuition that you know your dog needs to go out in the middle of the night or you know that something's happening down at the barn and you need to go down there. And it's like an atrophied muscle and to grow on that a little bit more and to expand on that. And all the people that have taken my classes, especially my instructors, said like their whole lives have changed. Women that We're supposed to be able to get pregnant and carry a baby again, had a baby, and it was a miracle baby. It's an intuitive baby. It's just so bright and happy. And so in doing the program, I have a recent testimonial from Christy Greenup in Arizona, and she's doing her first horse yoga clinics with my help and sponsorship. And I also teach Healy microcurrent. So what's going on in her body are frequencies that are out of balance. The doctors are surprised she's still alive. She had so much brain damage and scarring and on bad weather days, she'd just be in bed and she was on all these meds. But she got out there just to do my program on her horse. And all of a sudden her horse, the retired one, is back in to work and she can take it to a show and people are noticing that. And she just did a testimonial for me that the doctors can't find the brain scarring and I'm so intuitive now and things are flowing and I'm off all my meds. So That's what I really, you know, people say, I appreciate you. Oh, it just feels so good. Thank you. Uh, how we can change our lives um, by getting rid of the doubt and the worthlessness and the trapped emotions and everything that, you know, I'm not good enough. I'm not sensitive enough. I'm like, I taught it to a 14-year-old and a 71-year-old, so I say you can.
0: Yeah. And if somebody tells you you can't do it and the doubt's there, then you just believe it. But if somebody like yourself just shows them a door, little window, and then they feel that, it's like, oh, yeah, okay. And the horses are great mediums because we'll do things for our horses that we won't do for ourselves. And if we see the changes, there's a feeling that comes from that. And you start to think, oh, okay. It's not always conscious, but you know there's a change and you can start to do that for yourself, which is lovely.
1: Can we bring up Jenny's comment? Yeah, absolutely. There you
0: go. Do you want to read that one out?
1: My horse has a runny eye, left shoulder that is less muscle than the other and a hoof crack on the same hoof. And he had two tight back operations. Uh, tight back operations, I'm guessing you're meaning kissing spine, you know kissing spine is just the muscles are too tight, so you'd have a hollow backed high headed horse, and to me, that all starts with both first ribs out, so both shoulders can't move correctly, and he probably has like a lumbering kind of trot, but to pick up the heavy front end, he's gotta go so far back to the hind end, okay, so we ride the weakest part of the horse right? And if neither shoulder can move correctly, which you'd find if you try my horse yoga that's on my YouTube channel, the psoas muscle back here has to over tighten to pick up the whole front end. So your kissing spine is always in the withers from a tight front end or in the lumbar spine from the psoas being too tight. But first you're going to see, because the other end of the psoas attachment goes down inside the hind legs, you'll see your horse with hind legs really close together. So it's the first rib, but you also need to do the cranial. So the runny eye, when you look at your horse's head, I tell people to go up like you're going to kiss him on the nose. And if you look at it from that perspective, the runny eye will be the one that, you know, trying to balance out the head. So you can see that if you're kissing this like on the nose, you can see like one eye is lower and the weepy one will always be hot. So there's a product called Dynamite Release Spray. And Dynamite doesn't ship international. They do Canada and the U.S., but I do have some instructors and Jean in the U.K. We developed a recipe, so she's selling something similar. So this is the first thing I put on wounds, but we also put it all over the horse's head. And I'll mix this either in two liters of distilled water with no minerals just distilled water and put it on and you'll find so you soak the whole horse's head you're going to do up here where the damage was done from the halter you're going to go all around the cheeks and then in 60 to 90 seconds when you just put your hand over that side that eye will just be hot and you'll be like wow there's so much heat on that so the whole lacrimal bone is jammed on that side and then the vets can try and flush this tear duct but if the whole lacrimal's jammed it just Yeah, the eye's just throbbing, they're rubbing it. And the problem is with the fly sprays being usually like on their front legs, they're putting the poison chemical fly spray in. So, and the huff crack is stress. So you need to change how the body's loading the huff, but you need to stop that crack. And we would do either a hot nail or a hot file across the top of the crack above it. And you burn that into the huff and it'll stop the crack from going up into the hairline. But the kissing spine is just muscles um, pulling bones too close together. So you have the spines, spinous process, and the tight muscle. They start fracturing like this and little pieces come off. So that's what they call. And then the vets will cut into that area and shave the bone. Where my thing is you just open all the muscles and that's the daily yoga. But you have to do the first rib aligning and the body work first and I worked on the horse in Belgium when I went to teach and they had x-rays of kissing spine. And I said, well, you have a jumping horse and first ribs out under both shoulders. So neither shoulder can really jump well. So you're going to have kissing spine back here. And we did the whole program and she actually got x-rays three months later and said the kissing spine was gone. I said, can we have those x-rays? And the vet wouldn't give them to her. I'm like, but you own them, you paid for them. So program, we've gotten rid of kissing spine. I have one client here locally. I couldn't help. She kept telling me we have kissing spine, but the horse would bolt under saddle in training and because it would get pinched. So it's now just going to be a broodmare. And the vet was there and we said, can we x-ray it? So she was willing to do that. And she said, no, they're broken. The horse had actually gone over backwards and broke the top pieces off on the withers. So I said that, yeah, we probably can't fix. That wasn't Kissing Spine. That was Broken Withers. Someone asked about the Home study kit. On my website, everything is digital download now. So there's no more shipping. There's no more waiting. I'm glad I had all that going even before COVID hit because here in Hawaii, it would take two weeks to get something because the post office was letting it sit there and not have germs on it or something. So as soon as you go to the shop page on Holistic Horseworks, there's options. As soon as you pay for it, you're sent the email and they're all digital downloads. The workbook, the videos are hosted on Vimeo. So they stream to Apple or iPads or Droid. You know, you can take it out to the barn and we actually let you download it. So again, people might share that with their friends and when you let go of the ego and you're just about helping more horses out there, there's still more horses to help. So their friend's going to get some help if they share it. You just have to let that go, just like sharing a DVD. But they can't go to the certification process unless they actually bought it from me. So on the home study program, you get a free distance reading, a seven-page report on a horse of pictures you sent in. So you get to start, wow, he's got these trapped emotions. I don't have to guess. I don't have to know. April just gave me this whole mix. And the distance readings by themselves are only $75, you know, so you can see what's going on when uh, my older clients like get stuck. What am I missing? I can say, well, you didn't get the elbow because I can scan and say ribs 10, 11 are stuck. So the sternum's probably tight. So he probably doesn't like the leg circles. And they're like, yeah, how'd you know? (laughs) So that's just all the stuff that comes up in the reading. And then you get to submit five case studies where you have to go find a horse and read a horse you don't know. And that's when you learn. So I would have an epiphany on an issue my horse was having at home by working on another horse with the same issue. So when you do the case studies, you're doing left and right side picture. And the other thing I didn't like about the courses I was teaching was there was no backup follow-up after to know you were doing the move right. Right? But also, how do you go get horse business? You know, I'd say, oh, I took this class. Can I practice on your horse? Yeah, no. So I wanted to give my students a way to get their foot in the door at Barnes. I said, just find one horse that's doing 4-H, little shows, not doing well, and offer to give them a session. Say that you have to submit a case study to your instructor. You have to take before pictures. You have to take after pictures. You have to write down everything that you worked on, and your instructor's going to let you know what you missed. They go, Well, that almost sounds like that tech. Yeah. You want to do that for my horse for free? I said, don't do it all at one barn. Do one at each barn on the horse that's always getting fourth or fifth place. And when he's first and second, people are going to say, what are you doing? My horse, you know, and people say what to charge. I charge 95 for the first session and 85 to do the head. And the head's usually a one-time thing. And then you have to give the horse three days off because they walk around because the whole thing's programming like they're dropped. You know, it's like, okay, this foot moves because, you know, your sphenoid is your stifles and your TMJ is your hind end and everything's reprogramming. But then I offer 60 to $70 for a monthly tune-up. Who wouldn't want to pay that? If you're on a monthly program, you're not going to have the mysterious issues. And so I had helped Jean get more out into the countryside by doing distance readings and Jean can do the work. And set up a hub you have a client that you really like their house so you'll do their horse for free if they get four or five friends there they put you up at the house overnight feed you <laughs> you know and you have a whole bunch of horses to work on in one area so I could drive to one town and work on like six horses or or eight horses in two days and when you get on that monthly program of 60 or 70 a month It only takes 15 minutes to tune up the horse. So then you're making $200 an hour if they're all in one location. So I teach my students how to go find barns and like Christy's doing this horse yoga clinic in Arizona with a farrier trimmer so that they can talk about the whole horse and this and they're doing lunch and events and teaching horse yoga. So it's how do you get it out to there to the people and then support the people for them to know that they're doing the move right. And if you submit five case studies, by the fifth one, you should be getting all the moves correctly because we go over, you know, what you're missing. I list them for free on my website as practitioners I recommend in that area. And that was something none of my instructors offered.
0: Brilliant. Thank you so much, April. I feel we could talk for hours some of the things you're talking about. I've been aware of and I do follow you. So I know bits and pieces, but I'm getting more in depth with it and more of an understanding about you, which is, which is lovely. Is there anything that you'd like to say before we wrap this up? Would you like to ask something else that we haven't touched on?
1: You know, I got a call this morning from someone that's listening to my podcast. I built my own podcast page for people that are on the go. And what I didn't like in podcasts I listened to is it took them five minutes to get into a subject and they'd already lost me. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they're on Apple, Spotify and Amazon Music. But if you go to com and you go to the podcast page, I make mine one subject under eight minutes. And people are like, oh, I went to the bathroom. I already had to rewind it because you were already talking about it within the first 30 seconds. So. My DVDs are like that. My YouTube videos are like that. I try to keep them under three minutes, educational, short, and
0: one subject. So everything is on your website. There's lots and lots and lots of information. Well, thank you so much. I've really enjoyed listening, actually. Yeah. I've really enjoyed listening and thank you for sharing. Thank you for doing what you do. And you have an amazing passion and it comes across that you're an amazing businesswoman. You're amazing a but passionate and compassionate with that too. It's all there. You've got the whole package, girl. (laughs) But enabling you to feel good about what you're doing so
1: that you don't just get it and it sits there and you don't use it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm guilty of that. I have done things and uh, I don't always use it. I do want other people's, but not my own.
1: (laughs) If if it's overwhelming. So I say, just open the book,
0: just click on the video, just Learn one new thing a day. Mm, brilliant. If you'd like to say bye to the, to the viewers and to the listeners. So thank you everybody for being here and go grab my ebook, HorseAcademy101.com. Thank you, April. Thank you. What an amazing lady. I hope you've enjoyed that conversation. She has so much information to share and there's so much more on her website. Thank you for everybody that's joined us to listen. And yeah, thank you very much. What more can I say? I would love to have it back because I'm sure there's lots more questions to ask and information to hear another time. Thank you. Take care. And um, bye for now. You've been listening to Ronnie King at Equine Voices. Thank you for listening and speak to you soon.